0: Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Olive Magazine podcast. This is episode two in a series of four podcasts exploring gut health. In this episode, we will be talking about probiotics, prebiotics and how microbiomes work.
1: Uh, hey guys, um, it's Adam, uh, Deputy Food Editor, um, and I'm here with Kerry Torrens, who's a nutritionist and a health writer, and uh, has been working uh, in the industry for, what, 15 years, working for both Good Food and, and us.
0: That's right. Um,
1: yeah, she does all our uh, nutrition of all our recipes, so if I ever write a particularly like uh, fat-rich or you know sugar-rich <laughs> recipe, she always um, sends the feedback back saying, this is too much, you need to bring this down. <laughs> um, and today we're going to talk about... Um, probiotics and prebiotics um, to do with um, gut health. Um, can you tell us what uh, what either of these things are?
0: Okay, well, a probiotic is a microorganism which has a benefit to us as mm-hmm. the host. So they're live microorganisms that could be bacteria, could be yeasts, could be viruses, mm-hmm. um, but they they confer a benefit to us. Mm-hmm. A prebiotic, on the other hand, is more like if you were a gardener, Adam, mm-hmm. it would be a fertiliser for right. a plant. So it's nourishing those good bacteria um, and it's making them grow and thrive and develop um, within the gut.
1: Perfect. Um, and. Uh, w- We've, I've heard a lot about that—the like, gut microbiome—and how do these, thing, how do the probiotics and prebiotics, and play into the gut mi- microbiome? And like, what, what is that?
0: Okay, there's a couple of terminologies here. So the microbiota is basically the community of probiotics.
1: That's like existing, what you already have in your stomach.
0: That's it. So that's the bacteria, the viruses, the yeasts. Mm -hmm. That's called your microbiota. Mm -hmm. The microbiome, which we tend to refer to more often, is that community of bacteria, viruses and yeasts plus their genetic potential. So it's the the whole gambit really. Yeah. Perfect. But you you often see see microbiome used as as a, a main sort of terminology.
1: Okay, perfect. Um yeah, and how do the probiotics and prebiotics play into this?
0: Right. Well, the probiotics will form the community within your microbiome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are resident in parts of the body, and the main part of the body is the gut. Mm-hmm. So overall, we're estimated to have something like a hundred trillion um of these microorganisms, mm-hmm. both outside and inside the body. Mm-hmm. So within the gut, there's probably about 38 trillion mm-hmm. microorganisms, and I guess we think of them as bacteria, but they're not just bacteria, they're viruses, yeasts as well. So good and bad. Good and bad, yes. yeah. Um, and they determine quite a lot of things, so they help us digest food, they help us to um, build a strong immune system, because 70% of our immune system is in our gut. Um, they help manage blood sugar levels, they help with hormones um, so they have a, a vast impact on many different functions of the body.
1: From what I've been reading is that it, it becoming more aware that it has a real impact on on your day-to-day life and it's like really important to, to keep this fit and healthy.
0: It is. And we're learning so much more every single day. So um, between 2013 and 2017, for example, there were 12,900 research studies on this. So, and there's even more now. So once we thought, okay, these good bacteria and eating fiber is good for our digestive health Mm -hmm. and keeping us regular. Mm -hmm. But now we know actually it encompasses far more than that.
1: How does how does diet um, affect the, the microbiome?
0: Well, diet's really important, really really important. So, firstly, because of these prebiotics that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, in order to supply our gut bacteria and our gut uh, microbiota or biome with the things they need, we need to eat them. So prebiotics are typically things like fibrous foods, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the only prebiotic. So you can have prebiotics in, um, say, spices. So things oh, like really? turmeric, cayenne, rosemary. Mm-hmm. Herbs and spices can act as a prebiotic. Um, also, you can get prebiotics in whole grains, fruits, vegetables, plant-based foods. Mm-hmm. So these are all acting as fuel for your um, microbiota. Um, And also diet can also have an adverse effect, so if you eat too much fat, eat too much sugar, too much processed foods, it can all have a detrimental effect on your gut bacteria. Also additives, so things like emulsifiers that you might find in mayonnaise and salad cream and and that sort of thing can have a detrimental effect. And evidence is showing that artificial sweeteners that you might find in fizzy drinks Mm -hmm. can also impact um, your microbiota as well. So all of these things can be bad Mm -hmm. in terms of balance because at the end of the day what we're aiming for is harmony and equilibrium Mm -hmm. within the gut. And so we want to encourage some of what we typically call good bacteria and, and um, fungi and discourage the, the bad ones.
1: Yes. So I think like in some of the research that I've been doing um, showed that what you're trying to do is build like a really healthy culture but also, you so that if um, you ever introduce like something which is bad, they can sort of outnumber and like de- almost destroy the bad bacteria. So it helps. It's like a, a layer of it, like a protection almost for like your immune system.
0: It is. So they sort of outcompete. Yes,
1: exactly. the bad ones.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, um, in terms of like probiotics, what sort of what's what can we do in our diet to add add to, add to these?
0: Right. So with probiotics, so with these um, sort of live bacteria, mm-hmm. um, the classic food has got to be yogurt. Yes. But you need to make sure that your yogurt does contain live cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, other fermented dairy would be things like kefir. Now, kefir does have a richer, denser um, probiotic um, Content, Mm -hmm. So um, it can be more beneficial than yogurt. It's also more liquidy, so you can use it in things like smoothies and and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there are other fermented foods, so things like sauerkraut, kimchi, um, drinks like kombucha. Mm -hmm. All of these can help um, provide some of these live organisms. Mm
1: So, so like you've mentioned a lot of like fermenting, like why do fermented foods have so many more of these live organisms as opposed to they might just naturally be on the skin of a cucumber, say, or like why? But why do fermented foods? Why are they so important for these probiotics? Well,
0: the fermented foods are actually making use of those live organisms that are on the vegetables, so Mm -hmm. they're actually provided with an environment where they're going to thrive and develop and increase in number. Mm -hmm. So that's really why um, fermented foods are so valuable. They can also so in a way, sort of pre digest the foods as well, mm-hmm. which can make it easier on the digestive system. Um, so it makes it more palatable, improves its taste and texture, mm-hmm. um, and makes them more yummy.
1: Yeah. So sort of like... Uh it's like an added benefit, almost. It kind of makes uh, we make sourdough. Well, I, I like sourdough because it's delicious, but it's also good because it sort of pre-ferments all of the all of the uh, flour to slightly break it down and also give you some of these live bacteria as well.
0: Yes, yeah, sourdough is really good because it uses a, a fermented starter, as you say. So it does help to break down some of the. the, the... The um compounds in the flour, so like gluten, for example, which some people struggle with. Mm-hmm. So it does um it is um, easier to digest. Whether those bacteria last through the baking process is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we know that bacteria are damaged by heat. Um, and things like uh, processes like pasteurisation as well. So,
1: so uh, yeah, I was my question was going to be when you're when you're shopping for these, we should be looking out for things that aren't pasteurised, that aren't um, that, yeah, so that they, they have like the live culture within. Like when we're shopping, what should we what should we look out for?
0: You need to to be really careful, as you say. So things like sauerkraut and kimchi can often be pasteurised because they ex- that extends the shelf life. Yeah. So it means that the product is more viable for the manufacturer. So I. Ideally, you want to be looking for unpasteurized versions and raw, um, naturally fermented products. Mm-hmm. And the same with yogurt. You know, check check your yogurt labels um, just to see whether it has live cultures in it as well. Um, and always buy from a reputable a reputable company.
1: Yeah. Um- like like if people are looking to increase their their intake of probiotic and prebiotics or so just fermented foods, um, what kind of tips would you give to people to to help them go about this process?
0: Well, I think first of all, um, you need to make sure you do it in a balanced way. So mm-hmm. don't go too. <laughs> to gung-ho yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, you need to acclimatize your gut to any changes in diet that you make. So um, plan what you're going to do and then introduce some of these fermented foods gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, say maybe a kimchi one week, so you're having um, a little bit with your main meal. Um, it could be kefir in your with your breakfast. um, And also look to increase the diversity of your diet. So Mm -hmm. aiming for about 30 plant-based foods over the week is a really good way to start. So looking for fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds. Um, Because a lot of these provide these important prebiotic foods Mm -hmm. um, that the the gut bacteria and gut um, microbiome needs. So um, berries, for example, are a great introduction. They contain polyphenols, and polyphenols are really important for as another prebiotic. So it's not just the Mm fibre that we're looking at, it's also some of these good, what we typically call antioxidant compounds in fruits and vegetables. So aim for a nice diverse um, range of foods, introduce new foods slowly, and start getting more fermented foods in, but again, gradually
1: mm-hmm. and I mean, does everyone have a fairly strong microbiome? Like, is it something that you're born with? Like how do you develop like like your like existing um gut health? Like, is it something you're born with, or is it something you develop like through life?
0: It changes every day, actually, which is a really interesting thing and an empowering thing because it means you can make positive changes. So you,
1: you really can. Build, you, you like build your strength in that in, in your gut health. Really. You can, but
0: you need to do it gradually so mm-hmm. that you're not making um, too many changes at once because that can cause bloating, gas, um, and discomfort. So go about it in a gradual way. But you can make positive changes um, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So other things to think about is our stress as well. So lifestyle factors will also impact your gut microbiome.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was I was reading um, something that said. Um, it, they, they're thinking that your gut is uh, linked with your, like, how your body reacts to things. You know, you have terms like having butterflies in your stomach or things like, like gut wrenching. And they think that, um, that might be like literally your 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 gut sending signals to your body to about stressful situations. So, like, it's it's really interesting to think that they can impact like that's having such a big impact on your body.
0: It is. I mean, and it shows how we're we're so linked. You know, quite often we've thought about things separately. Digestion is separate to the brain, which is separate to um, our immune system. When actually, all these things are interrelated. And um, yeah, so that's that's important to to bear in mind.
1: Um, are there any like health conditions that um, eating more probiotic and prebiotic foods can can help with?
0: Well, typically the the evidence shows that um, certainly with live bacteria they can be beneficial for things like traveller's diarrhoea, so when you're travelling abroad, and they may help some people with irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of adding them to your diet, they will that it's a good thing to do for virtually everyone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to be mindful if you have um, particular illnesses or um, are immune compromised. Mm-hmm. But adding live bacteria via diet has has been um, it is a safe thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing we can't guarantee is that every pot of kimchi, for example, is going to have the same amount of live bacteria. But there will be live bacteria there if it's naturally produced, naturally fermented, and not pasteurised. Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect. Um, and guys, if you are looking to get a little bit of uh, the probiotic and prebiotic uh, goodness into your life, I actually wrote <coughs> excuse me, some um, uh, recipes, um, including these things, uh, for the healthy issue of our um, September uh, magazine. So if you want to check those out, um, that's, uh, they're all there online and in the magazine. So, But thank you very much for talking to me, Kerry.
0: Lovely. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. You've been listening to a special edition of the Olive Magazine podcast. Check out the other three podcasts in this series on gut health at olivemagazine.com.